to the Homemakers Club podcast. The Homemakers Club is a sisterhood of women who value the old-fashioned ways and traditions of making a house a home. As you listen in each week to conversation between myself and a fellow homemaker, it is my hope that you'll feel as though we are old friends and you're stopping by my home for a long-standing weekly tradition of sweet tea and sweet conversation. As good old friends do, we will celebrate the simplicities of ordinary days and come alongside one another to navigate the joys and hardships of homemaking. It is my prayer that when we say our goodbyes at the end of each episode, you leave with a heart that is enriched and filled with provision so that when you tie your apron strings each morning, you are joyfully ready to create a beautiful and fruitful life within your home. Grab a cup of tea and I'll meet you at the kitchen table. Hey everyone, welcome to the Homemakers Club podcast. Today I have my friend Jess with me. I have been a big fan of Jess and her shop called New Flora on Instagram for almost two years now. And it's so beautiful to watch the journey and the evolution of the blessings that she is pouring into women. New Flora focuses on helping women create cohesive wardrobes, but I believe it's so much more than that. It's an opportunity for us to pause and reflect on what's good in our homes and be the gatekeeper of our homes, not just with our wardrobes and the things that we purchase, but also pause and reflection opportunity in our mindsets and in our intentions within our homes. So Jess, welcome. Thank you, Ashley. It's so good to be here. I've been dreaming of being able to talk with you in person. This is exciting. I know it is really exciting. And we'll talk more about the shop in a little bit. But before we get started, I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're at in motherhood and homemaking. And then if you'd like, maybe a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship as well. Yeah. Well, I'm a mom of four, so life is busy. My oldest is seven. My youngest is 10 months old. And I've always wanted to be a mom. When I was that little girl with baby dolls, that was my dream is just wanting to be a stay-at-home mama. Um, I'm married to my first boyfriend. Him and I met at a Bible college in Maui, Hawaii, 15 years ago now. And I grew up in Mexico as a missionary kid down there and then came over here, met my man, and he's just become my absolute best friend. And soon after that, we tried to have babies and couldn't for a couple of years and finally got my oldest Penelope. And she's just been one of the loves of my life. And then soon after that, just kept whipping out those babies. (laughs) I love home. I'm, I'm best friends with my parents too. And I feel like I had a really special home environment as a child and just felt very nurtured and loved and tended to in that environment. I've always dreamed of being this creator of joy in my home and having a lot of babies and raising them up to be my best friends as I'm an old woman. And I want a lot of grandkids. So, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of a big why of why my husband and I have always tried to just start businesses. So we've, we've done a lot over the years. I was telling you earlier, my husband started a podcast. We started that. And then we started an we're, we're kind of crazy, but he's a balloon twister for first birthday parties. Oh. And it's, it's kind of a big thing here in Hawaii where wow. they'll go really big for first birthday parties. And so he did balloon animals. I did face painting. 
for oh, a little sweet. Yeah. So we've kind of like started a lot of things. We also did social media management for a couple of years, but the goal in that was always to have a lot of babies and for my husband and I to, to raise them together. So that's our big why of why we started New Flora. I love so. that so much. Yeah. Uh, the intention behind it. It's funny you're talking about twisting balloon animals. When my brother was little, probably like I think five or six, it was my motivation to be the best sister on the planet. And so I actually learned how to tie balloons. <laughs> And I dressed up as a clown and put on this whole birthday party for him just to <laughs> help him delight in his little birthday party. And so I clowned it up and tied balloons. And recently at the state fair, my children were fascinated by this gentleman who is tying balloons. And he had all these extra straight balloons in this bin. And so I went over there and I whipped out a dog. <laughs> And my children absolutely could not even believe the cool factor that I exuded in that moment. So that's I just love it. so cool. Joey's it's- going to kill me that I mentioned that he does that. He's like, he's going to make everybody look at me differently. No, it's so, isn't it just so nostalgic and whimsical? Like I just think it's so fun. That is so awesome. So actually this month, so you mentioned the word joy and creating joy within our homes. And this Mm -hmm. month I'm talking a lot on Instagram about gratitude. Mm. And one thing that I shared is how joy doesn't bring gratitude, but rather gratitude brings joy. Mm. And so I I would like to kind of touch on the moments of gratitude that you have within your home. And then I feel it so much within your business as well, New Flora, because Mm. you call for women to pause and reflect. And so I think it's such a beautiful symbolism. And we'll talk more about the shop in a little bit. But it's such a beautiful symbolism for not just the items that we bring within Mm. our homes, but every day creating a habit of reflecting and and taking note of the things we are grateful for. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it means a lot to you because you call for that within New Flora, but I was just Mm -hmm. curious as how what that looks like for you and within your home. Yeah, absolutely. Gratitude is something that doesn't necessarily come natural to me. So it's funny that I'm, you know, a spokesperson for it, but I have a tendency to be more greedy and to always look ahead and to always want the next thing. And what I have isn't good enough. And I move on really quickly. And so I know that tension in my heart and how much that can grieve the Lord because he is so kind and he gives so much to us. And life is, there's so much that's right in front of us. And so in my home, I'm always, I'm leading by example in that with my kids. And I try, I, I, I express my struggle with that often. And and trying to train them up. We always pause. We're outside a lot. We take moments of worship quite often of things that are right in front of us. One thing that we do in my home with gratitude is whenever we see something that we love, we always give God high fives. So if we're out in nature and we see a flower that we're just thankful for, and we pause in the moment and I tell the kids like, Hey, high five God, like let's worship and be thankful and sit in this for a little bit. And Joey and I have to intentionally create space to slow down in our home. And we really try to guide the kids in that. Yeah, it's, it's a struggle. It's a big struggle. I I think that growing up, 
I grew up in a tribe in Mexico. And so I didn't have a lot and I wasn't around a lot of consumerism and just the fast paced life. And so when I moved over here to the States, it, it was very jolting and also fed into something in my heart of needing more, needing to move quickly, needing to move over things that were special and not to pause and sit in, in what we already own and looking back and choosing that heart of gratitude. And so it took me a couple of years to really recognize what I was doing to my heart and then some big adjustments there, you know. My best friend and I yesterday were actually texting about this exact topic. She's going to kill me for saying this, but she still has certain things in her home that isn't done, don't we all? We all have mm-hmm. things we want to change or upgrade or new rugs or whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, you know, when I sit back and think about what my children's best memories are from when they were really young, it has nothing to do with the crappy office carpet we had in our duplex (laughs) that they grew up in. And I think that that's an amazing opportunity and reminder to think that things that we're working towards and the legacy we want to leave behind have nothing to do with the tangible goods and I just feel so much freedom when I remind myself not only to be grateful for the things that we do have, but the legacy that I'd like to leave behind have nothing to do with tangible goods at all, but the hard work that I do within my home. Absolutely. I love that so much. A lot of times we're talking about gratitude and taking moments to sit down and reflect on things that we want, things we're grateful for, all of those things. But how do you take care of yourself so you can tend to your family. Yeah, absolutely. We're all on mission. So we are making disciples. We're loving Jesus. We're on mission with what he's put in front of us. And so as moms, we do have these babies. And I was, I was really influenced by Sally Clarkson Mm -hmm. years ago on that. My babies are a ministry and raising kids that are healthy and strong and love the Lord and are full of wonder. That's my entire priority. And in order to give to people, you have to be healthy and you have to have something to give. And it can be so hard. It's life gets so busy with kiddos and it's easy to continue to give all day long. And it can feel selfish sometimes to take those moments to really step back and say like, okay, how can I make sure that I'm giving from a place of health and not burnout is really an amazing way to serve your family. Taking care of ourselves and taking those moments to get refreshed, taking, you know, just asking my husband to take the kiddos for 15, 20 minutes in the morning, just so I can slow down, gather my thoughts, pray over my family, pray over my soul before I move forward. That makes a big impact in what I can give my kids and what I can give the people around me. On the last episode, I mentioned how there was a season in our marriage where we got into the spot where my husband said that sometimes he felt like me being home full time was of no blessing. And that was a really hard thing to swallow when Mm -hmm. I felt like my whole life was in service to him and my children. Mm -hmm. What I learned and like what you were saying about needing to ask for time to pause and a time Mm -hmm. to be by yourself Mm -hmm. I didn't realize the value in that during all those years of me feeling like I needed to do everything for everyone. I never thought to ask for time to recalibrate and restore my thoughts, my heart, everything I need, because we are our individual people. 
and same goes for my husband as well. I didn't find any idea or value in giving him the opportunity. So he goes to work, then he comes home and I'm like, oh, perfect. Like now we're going to do everything together as a family, you know, thinking that I was Mm -hmm. doing good. I never gave him the opportunity to do Mm. what you're saying either. So we've grown into that. In, within our home and within our marriage, an awareness of each other's needs mm. for that rest and restoration and that refuel. I'm assuming you and Joey have that as well because you're saying that he gives yeah. you that. Do you yeah. do it with him? Yep. As well? I can't think of the word. It starts with an R. <laughs> Reciprocate. <laughs> there yeah. we go. I feel like we learned that the hard way with our first baby. I kind of went into motherhood of just thinking I have to do everything. Mm-hmm. I am everything is me. Every single, you know, I, I did nurse at the time and they, she didn't take a bottle. So, was, but I was very hesitant to even go in the direction of having a bottle or, you know, I had to cook dinner every single night or I had to clean the house. You just focus on work and then that's all. <laughs> and With the best I heart. Did, like it's, it was hard. It, it was hard, but you meant like your intentions were so good they were, and so they were pure. good. Yes. And I, didn't know. I loved being able to, to serve my daughter, but there, there came to a point with my second, with my son, when he came along, I just really needed to rely on my husband more and also to give him the opportunity to parent and to have a say in my son's life and in my daughter's life. And with me really relying on my husband and just telling him that I needed some time to be refreshed and I needed to move forward and have those pit stops and have those, those times of restoring in between motherhood that that's, what's kept me sustainable throughout having more and more babies where now it's a dance of relying on each other every single day where I, he recognizes when I need that time to get refreshed and then I'm recognizing how he needs to get refreshed so that he can be the best father that he can be. And then vice versa, where he's seeing how can I be the best mother and getting to know each other's personalities. You know, we're all so different. And for me, I just need quiet time to journal and to read and to go on walks and to create. I love painting. And for my husband, he needs to be social and go surfing. So we've kind of have scheduled those things in our weeks where those are those pit stops so that we can get refreshed and really bring to the table health and the best of who we're designed to be, you know, it's the best. And I think so many women, especially the young ones, it takes time to get to the awareness that we're at. Because Mm -hmm. I remember we're talking about like pouring into ourselves and being aware of what we need. I remember when my daughter, she's nine now. So I have a 14-year-old son and I have the nine-year-old little girl. And I remember when she was probably about one, her brother was at school. This was before we homeschooled. And I was like, I just need to start exercising. I need Mm. to move my body. I need to have some goals. I was an athlete growing up, so I thought that this was like the answer to what I need. I could bring her to the gym with me. So I I remember I brought her to the gym, and she had only ever been with me full-time ever. Like she had never been anywhere else. And I I thought it was going to be perfect and just drop her in the little (laughs) childcare. And within probably five to 10 minutes, I was getting pulled off the treadmill by the employee of the childcare with a screaming baby. And I remember taking her, leaving the gym, putting her in her car seat and sobbing, just absolutely 
sobbing in my car because all I wanted to do was have 30 minutes maybe to myself. I think that was my first realization after my son was six at this point. That was the first time I ever realized like, wow, I need time to myself. And I, and clearly the way I had prepared her for this was not healthy for either of us. Mm -hmm. But that was my very first moment in understanding that I need time to myself and that I needed to ask my husband for that time. And then I could reciprocate it for him because I had no idea how incredibly important it is to tend to my heart so I can tend to my home. That was the first moment. Love that. And it's such a gift to your husband too, because you're, you're giving them an opening to take care of you. And that's something that will only cause you to get closer to each other and to rely on each other. And it takes humility to do that. I feel like it's a hard thing to say and express your needs, you know? Yeah. Especially for homemakers, because a lot of us take great pride in serving our families. Mm -hmm. So it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes when we realize like almost like an opportunity to feel like a failure, but really we all need that. We all need moments to rest restore our hearts yep so important one of the things that i know obviously you built a business upon this is not only taking care of ourselves and and moments of gratitude or going on walks or going to the gym or things that we can do to clear our heart and our mind space but also taking care of ourselves and getting ready each day. Mm -hmm. I'm the first to say that I am a big advocate for my husband's sweatpants (laughs) and sweatshirts. (laughs) I I have friends who tease me like, oh, wow, you look nice today. Actually, decked out in size XL, everything. (laughs) It's just so comfy. It's It's been a terrible habit to get into. New Flora has helped me look at my closet and you plant seeds all day long as far as being intentional with that but for 15 years I have very much taken a liking to leggings and t-shirts or my husband's sweats so I'd love to hear your thoughts on the importance and value of us getting ready each day and then I'll share a little bit about my journey into taking that step largely in part to your efforts with New Flora. You're so kind. I I think that beauty is something that has been very twisted throughout the years. And a lot of us were afraid of beauty sometimes and thinking that it's self-centered or that it's vain. And vanity is something that's to be cautioned about. But beauty is something that was designed by the Lord. And we were designed to feel beautiful because we are. When the Lord sees us, he sees us as perfection. And there's always going to be that little seed in our hearts that's like, I I do, I want to feel beautiful. There's something in me that feels like that is good, but why does it feel like it's wrong, but it's not? And so that's a lie that I think I believed for a long time where I didn't put on makeup because I felt like it was more spiritual or I, you know, didn't take the time because I felt like it was self-centered. But when we treat ourselves with that respect and honor and 
really take that time to to express the beauty that's already there. It makes a difference in how we go about our day. And I'm not saying you have to get dressed every single morning. Perfection isn't what we're we're encouraging women to do. But beauty is something that was given to us. And to feel beautiful is something that's life-giving. I really think that having that kind of intentionality really makes a difference in how we go about our day. So taking those moments to prep yourself prepping your heart, prepping your mind, but also prepping your body for the day ahead really makes a big impact on how you go forward in your day. Mm -hmm. In Proverbs 31, it does talk about how she got up and got ready for the day. She planned her day's tasks for her workers and for her family. She tended to her heart too. She took Mm -hmm. moments in the morning and in the evening, reflecting and planning out the day's tasks. And it says she gets ready for the day like it Mm -hmm. is biblical and I know that in when I get ready each day I'm far more productive and it could just be simply like today I have one of your sweaters on and I threw my hair in a hair clip and put a little bit of makeup on but I, I just feel like myself and more productive and not as sluggish when I actually put pants on and and put a little effort in the beginning of my day just as if I were going to work or if I were taking my children to run errands or whatever, I wouldn't go out in my husband's sweatpants. Um, it does a lot for the heart. I know one of the things that I struggle and have struggled with for a long time is where to spend my money. My best friend, she's amazing. She has her little envelope system and things go into different things for her home, her children, and then her own wardrobe so she can get ready. Her husband appreciates that she gets ready every day. It's kind of been this beautiful thing within their marriage as well, like honoring him. Mm -hmm. He wants to come home and see his beautiful wife. And, and I think that's so great. One of the things that I've struggled with is I will not even think twice to buy something beautiful for our home because I can justify it as, oh, well, this is for my family mm-hmm. instead of for myself. I think a lot of homemakers may struggle with that because we do have a heart of service and we want to give everything we are to everyone else. Mm -hmm. And often it's our wardrobe or our appearance or the tending to our own hearts and the way we take care of ourselves really is like the last on the list. And I, I think I love what you're saying. And I I feel like that's an older concept is dressing up in honoring of other people. Mm-hmm. It's something that people don't do very often, but if you go to, I'm say, say really old church, you usually dress up for it. And some people might not understand that, but in that there's this form of honor where you prep yourself for it. So I think that concept of women preparing for the day and dressing themselves out of honor is kind of an old mindset that I I'd love to see come back. <laughs> I love that. So there's this quote, Jess, by William Morrison, and it has impacted my life over the last probably seven years. I am constantly thinking about this. It says, have nothing in your house that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I read it, and it was the first time my sister-in-law said, hey, do you know what Pinterest is? I'm like, no. So I downloaded Pinterest and it was one of the very first things I saw on mm. Pinterest was this quote. Yeah. Mm. And I remember sitting in our awful duplex that I've talked about many times. With, I mean, 
the carpets were like office carpets from the 80s. Like it was so bad. I remember sitting there and looking around and I'm looking at everything in our house. Everything was either handed down to us. It was from Goodwill. It, it was purchased out of need and it was like impulsive need maybe. So I wasn't like honoring myself into what I found to be beautiful. So mm-hmm. I was surrounded by stuff that I had no no attraction to and no reason to keep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I took it very literally and I went through the whole house and I took everything out unless it was incredibly useful, like two spatulas. I didn't need 19 spatulas. Like I went through and I completely moved everything into the basement that wasn't useful or beautiful. And I sold it all on Facebook Marketplace, like I, or donated. I got rid of absolutely everything. And it was the most freeing moment ever to now be surrounded with only things that are of use or beauty. And then the money I made from selling it, I, that's when I began my intentionality of bringing in useful, beautiful tools within my home. Mm-hmm. And so... In that moment, and I didn't realize that now is kind of in line with your mission of creating this opportunity for pause and then moving forward with intentionality with our purchasing and the things we bring into our homes, our wardrobes. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because I feel like that's kind of a core mission to what you're teaching women to do with the things you're sharing and then the mission with New Flora. Absolutely. Oh, I love that you said all that. Joey and I have moved across the ocean about four, maybe maybe it's been five times. And each time it's so expensive to bring stuff with us. So we can't ship a container. So we've had to purge every single time. And each time I purge, I've looked at those items and remembered when I bought them, or I couldn't remember when I bought them and just realizing like, wow, I spent money on that. For some reason I brought it into our home and it doesn't have any value to me anymore. Like, why does this not have any value? And I did that so many times. And over that process, it really made me realize that I'm accumulating and my habits are doing something to our family that I'm not, I don't actually love anything that I have. And why is that? And I started to notice that trend in my wardrobe where I got in this cycle of bringing things in very quickly and getting over them within a couple months, Mm -hmm. selling them and just wanting the next thing, you know, I wanted something new to wear. I didn't want to enjoy and to savor what I already had. And so that was a big reason why I sensed a need for this mindset to come into the the industry a little bit is just, it was also during COVID where suddenly everybody's at home wearing loungewear. (laughs) You really, (laughs) you're like, hold on. I, I don't need to buy anything right now. Nobody's looking at me. What what do I actually like? And that kind of got our creative juices going where we're realizing that we all need to pause and we need to really think what if I didn't see anybody today, which a lot of moms don't see anybody, what would you wear? What do you actually like? Really going back to the roots of what your preferences are, what what's your personality, what actually serves your lifestyle, asking ourselves those questions before moving forward and bringing things into our home, I think is so important. It can be so hard to do that, especially because we have the whole world 
to scroll at our fingertips mm-hmm. at this point. Yep. I love that you're saying to pause and actually think about what your interests are, what you find to be beautiful and useful and taking that opportunity to bring those things into your home so you're being authentic to yourself. And also, it's incredibly responsible financially to do that because I too was like you where I would go to Target or go wherever or even on Marketplace, I could see like, oh, that's a smoking deal and buy it. And then I wear it two times and it's back in the closet and I'm over it in five seconds. Mm -hmm. So that's not being a good steward of our finances at Mm -hmm. all and poses kind of difficult and strain in the marriage. Oh, yeah. For quite a bit of time in the first years of our marriage, I would sneak things into the home and it really, it hurt us. And this it hurt whole that thing, I've had it for 20 like, years. Oh yeah, no, that's been there for a while. And it was really, it was really hard in our marriage. And so I, we kind of had to, you know, confront that. And out of that, I feel like I've, I really came to realize the problem. And I think that that's a big part of where New Floor was birthed was, a recognizing of the problem and how it affected me and how I feel like I was able to pause, stop and reassess how I do things. And I'm just sharing, sharing that journey with all these women that I just have grown to love so much. It's so Um, important. And it's actually really beautiful to know that you, that's where the birth of new flora came Mm -hmm. from is solving a problem that you were experiencing within your heart and with your home with your marriage because you are coming alongside so many women saying do this with me um Mm -hmm. because you've you took the opportunity to reflect on something that could improve your quality life within your home you want to tell us how new flora works so we design a wardrobe for these women We've created a wardrobe that is cohesive over time. That's something that I get giddy about. I love design. I love mixing and matching colors. And so a lot of women don't have the time or the space to do that. And so that's what we do, but how is slowly and intentionally over time. And so we ask our sweet customers to follow us in a journey that as they slow down and they're intentional, their wardrobe will grow with time, with patience, and we come out with monthly collections. So around the first week of the month, we'll reveal around 40 pieces that will serve a variety of women. So we try to keep body types in mind. We try to keep styles in mind, and we'll lay those all out before our sweet customers and just say, you know, this is what we have for this month. And trust us that this will build into your previous purchases and trust us that in the future, the things that we bring out will also match with these items. And the way that we do that and the way that we slow down is we give the girls a preview of everything like two days before we'll show it to them and say, you know what, you take your time. You don't need these items, but if one of them is really serving you and if one of them catches your eye Think about it for a couple of days. Look over that preview that we send out. Ask us the questions. Send us your your wardrobe. Let us know what you already have in your wardrobe, and then we'll help you make that decision. But no pressure. And so we would try to keep that no pressure mindset in there. And when Joey and I first came out with that business model, it was, it was really scary, honestly. Where it's so, the opposite of what consumerism yeah. does. Yeah, it was hard. It was scary. I remember like 
I remember making that decision and being terrified that we were just going to tank, you know, that mm -hmm. somehow this was not going to work and no one would buy because they would be over the close too fast. And we did it. And the response was tremendous where women were just saying like, thank you. Thank you for showing us our options and, and not pushing it down our throats. And so we love, we love that concept. It's really been helpful to people and yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. And then over each month, we'll also, add, after the collection release, we'll really encourage our girls to get creative with the pieces that they built into their wardrobe. So we'll say, you know, look at what items you've already purchased in the past, mix them together, choose. And that's a way that we encourage them to choose gratitude is to look back and then to look forward, but to look forward with intentionality. Mm -hmm. And over time, their wardrobes will grow as they're slow. So this is what I love is you pull items from past collections and say, this is how this item can go with this item and this item. So mm -hmm. it is a full blown mix and match opportunity yeah. for like what William Morris is saying about having nothing that's not going to be useful and beautiful. They mm -hmm. mix and match. And I think it's a beautiful opportunity for us, like you were saying, to have gratitude for what we have already invested our our finances are in our interests in but then also sweetly and intentionally pair things from the future to what we have from the past yeah that's really good i love that concept of bringing out those older items that they they might have been gathering dust but taking those moments to intentionally go back before new items come out is going back and looking through and touching them and remembering. I try to encourage our girls to remember, like, how did you feel when you first saw that? Let's go back there. And why did you choose that item? What was it that first caught your eye? And how can you bring that piece new life and new, new oomph, you know, by bringing in this new purchase, how is this going to bring that other one back to life? And I feel like that's even that practice of looking back just does something to our hearts each month. And I'm starting to see a lot of tags of people wearing really old items and sharing those photos with us. And those are my favorite because I'm like, you, you didn't buy anything this month and I'm proud of you. Or <laughs> you, you bought this one and you're really bringing those four items new life. And that's where I actually get giddy is when I see those posts from our customers. It's so cool. I, a long time ago, I was struggling with like impulsively, like I was saying, so not buying stuff for myself, but things for the home and like antiques or thrifting like oh, I gotta have this item like immediately and it was causing strain in our marriage and so I'm um, a friend of my husband's who's an older gentleman he felt the same way with certain objects that he really thought he needed to have and it was causing strain so him and his wife created the seven day rule so mm -hmm. within the seven day rule if he sees it he has to wait seven days he's not allowed to buy it so if he sees it, he marks it in his calendar. He waits the seven days. He says it was really hard and sweating bullets thinking it wasn't going to be there. And then on day seven, half the time when his alarm for that seventh day would go off for in his phone, he would have already forgotten about the item. Mm -hmm. And then if he hadn't, he would go like so happy. And if it was there, it was meant for him, he thought. And if it wasn't, then it wasn't meant to be. And so I started adopting that. So now the little ladies mm -hmm. at my little antique store are like, oh, see you in two weeks. Like, I'm like, yep, because <laughs> it's two weeks now. I'm like, I yeah. got to give this two weeks. 
it has brought so much joy to my heart to be able to vocalize that with these little old ladies like, oh, well, I took a couple pictures. I'll, I'll come back in a couple weeks to see if I still need it. It has saved me so much money mm-hmm. and it has created this opportunity to like really be intentional about what I'm bringing into my home. Now my husband's overjoyed because if I bring something into the home, he knows that I thought long and hard about it being useful and beautiful. Jess, is there anything that you could encourage women to do with the big picture of your mission with New Flora to take the things that you're sharing with your mission and ministry just to kind of look at their lives as a homemaker and not just with wardrobe and the things we bring in, but just overarching theme of gratitude and being a gatekeeper of what we bring into our homes. Mm. Yeah, I think that's so good. I I think pausing is the main thing, is slowing down and stopping and assessing before we move forward. Really, really sitting down and looking at your family and looking at your needs and not looking at anybody else's family looking at anybody else's life, kind of putting on the blinders in other people's lives. And that's very hard with like what you said, what we have accessible to us, but really taking that time and whether it's a week or as we're going into the holiday season, taking some time just to assess like, who are we and what are our needs and what are our preferences? And then from there, moving forward with those 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 leading questions and those leading filters before we bring new things into our home is so important. Jess, I just love that so much how you brought the holidays in. And so I'm so grateful we're having this conversation today. So that way we can pause and really think about the needs of those we love and what's going to best serve them as well. And then also do the same thing for pause and reflection on where we came from in our gratitude and moving forward in our efforts within our home as well. It's just a beautiful, big ribbon package on how your mission with New Flora affects the heart and home, not just, like I said, not with the things that we bring in, but also the things we do. So Jess, thank you so much for going against the grain with your shop, you and your husband and doing things completely the opposite so that way women feel good about the purchases that they're making and they're not being rushed into that need and that want but really reflecting on what's going to best serve them so thank you for being brave and stepping boldly into that Uh, I would imagine it's very hard to go completely against the grain but you're doing a wonderful job and I think you're blessing so many hearts in marriages and homes by doing that and kind of changing the course of what we've all known to be normal. And I think it's, it's really abnormal and really brave and beautiful. So thank you. And thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Ashley. It's such an honor. Thank y'all for being here and for the work you are doing within your homes and sharing home with the world. I believe with my whole heart that every day, the more we share home and the art of homemaking, We are upholding the way in which home was intended to be, productive, fruitful, and beautiful. Though your days may seem ordinary, little by little, you are building something quite extraordinary. Keep up the good work, my friends. If you haven't already, I encourage you to join our sisterhood on Instagram at We Are The Homemakers for daily encouragement and fellowship. 
And of course, subscribe here as well. We are the homemakers gathered for good. See y'all next week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be. But we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, your gateway to a new dimension of wellness. Featuring discussions with world-renowned experts, pioneers, champions, and professionals. Experience high-end production, sophistication, and easily applicable tips and tricks for everyday life. Your journey to wellness, it starts here and it starts now. Tune in to the Wellness Driven Life Show and become a part of the evolution of driven living.